Welcome to the Ad Astra podcast. Today we have with us again uh, researcher Petra Schmidl. Welcome. Thank um, you. Petra is a researcher at the International Consortium uh, for Research in the Humanities, Fate, Freedom and Prognostication. I always have to check because it's a long <laughs> name. <laughs> at the University of Erlangen-Nuremberg. Uh, we already uh, talked with her regarding her research on a Yemeni manuscript uh, with lots of um, astrological references. Uh, but today we are also here to talk a little bit more about uh, your research project and uh, with the idea that this kind of compendium uh, not only has astrological material, but it also has a it's a compendium of knowledge, so it contains a lot of information. Uh, so astrology is one of the facets uh, of mm -hmm. series of, of knowledges that are in, in the manuscript. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Um, shall I first introduce a, a very shortly the the text we are talking about? Yes, yes. Sure. Um, it's a it's a treatise from 13th century Yemen. Um, written by um, Al-Ashraf Omar, um, and he became later in his life um, one of the um, Rasulid Sultans, so one of the sovereigns ruling over Yemen for a couple of centuries from 13th to, oh, I don't know exactly, 15th century, I, I would say. And um, he, this... Um, the scholar wrote a couple of treatises, and one is this Kitab al-Tafsira fi al-Manujum, what is until now translated as kind of enlightenment, the signs of the stars. Um, but I recently discussed this the translation of the title, which is, as you might know, always a little bit difficult to, to put it in modern, mm -hmm. yeah, in modern English. Um, probably it's enlightenment is not the best term, probably the introduction might be another idea or, or kind of instruction. So um, that's a treatise. It has in the Oxford manuscript 15 chapters that are more or less unrelated to each other. There are some, some clusters, let's say. There is a big astrological cluster in the beginning where you have um, around 20 nearly 20 chapters dealing with several aspects of astrology, for example, the deacons, associations of planets and um, um, association of the planets with different things like food, um, countries, um, animals, colors, and so on. And you have a, a smaller um, cluster on astronomical timekeeping. And, and calendars on, and almanacs. So this is one part. You have a little bit mathematics at the end. Um, in particular, how to write numbers in the alphanumerical notation, but also by using the Arabic, the Hindu Arabic numerals. Mm -hmm. um, you have a little bit geography, a little bit about instruments. So it's quite a, a wide variety what you find in there. A compendium of knowledge, of practical <laughs> knowledge, I, I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Um, 
and it's um, there are also some prognostic practices, semantic practices um, in yeah. there. And my general impression at the moment is there is nothing completely new. Yeah, but um, he's very familiar with his sources, usually without mentioning them. <laughs> and it seems that he, let's say, fits them to, to Yemeni reality a bit. Mm. Yeah, the one of the last things I did was a geographical table found in this um, in this manuscript, and he um, obviously obviously uses former traditions of geographical coordinates. But there are some Yemeni cities um, without any, where we don't have any former um, mentioning or something like that. So I think this describes it quite a little bit the character of the of the whole thing. I hope. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So um, regarding geography, you did uh, find some associations with um, the signs and places. Um, do you know if he? He's making these associations in this region, in this specific region, or is it the more general, uh, um, general associate? Because I, I'm asking you because sometimes we, in in in, in treatises of astrology we find that the author, and this can be in Arabic or even uh, a later yeah. Latin European text, in which the, either the author gives a general overview of the world and and just gives a bit of an idea mm -hmm. how the world is divided or sometimes they're more specific and they're more specific to either Europe where they're working or uh, in the Middle East where, where they're, they're centered. Um, what's what's the case with, with the sort of, does it goes around more around the Yemeni geography or does he extend more? Um, okay, um, there are several parts where you can have where the geography comes in in this treatise and the where you have um, geographical places, localities related to the, to the zodiacal signs, for example. Um, there it seems, um, but this is still work in progress, there it seems he rather relies on, on former sources. Um, he seems to take into consideration mainly um, Kushia ibn Laban's um, Mujma. This is an introductory text um, written around the year 1000 in in what's today Iran. Mm -hmm. And there it seems he uses these um, these associations he found in this source. But um, I didn't find any Yemeni specifics in these associations. Um, I found them in the geographical table, um, but not in this these associations but on the other hand you know you all know that um, you have to know where you are for your astrological calculations so it's not completely unrelated yeah, exactly uh, yeah because, because we have seen that that exactly appearing in other manuscripts in which you have coordinates so uh, coordinates used for the calculations those are usually very precise and and have to do with the region where the, the person's working, but the associations, the geographical associations with signs, which are used in mainly in interpretation, are usually more more tend to be more general. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. Yeah. of um, in European terms, the one one that I know by heart is uh, Johannes Schroner, for example, mm -hmm. uh, in his treatise, in one of his treatises, um, he just gives the general Ptolemaic. 
uh, association and yeah. geography. Uh, Elena wrote wrote a paper uh, on that. Uh, uh, I actually mm. yeah. talk about it. I wrote a, a small paper about uh, geography, and I uh, went from Manilius and uh, Ptolemy until mm. William Lilly. So to see how what kind of associations and differences or similarities they have, and um, if you put everything in the in the map and see them sequentially, chronologically. Mm -hmm. You see that um, Manilius or Ptolemy, they, they are very general. They don't have many details. Mm -hmm. um, other astrologers or geographers, if you prefer, that are living in a certain place, they give more details for that place. And then another one comes in uh, later and copies all this information and adds more for their own uh, place and then it, this is something that they, they are like adding more information mm -hmm. yeah see where they are interested for instance William Lilly which is much much later yeah focuses on England Ireland and uh, Scotland mm -hmm. yeah because it's it's his region that it's um yeah he still follows Ptolemy mm -hmm. in a way yeah he gives uh, more detail mm -hmm. yeah and, yeah. and, for, and for example, uh, Silvello, Petro Silvello, which is a Spanish writer who also uh, worked in France, if I'm mm -hmm. mistaken, and Antonio de Nagera, which is, uh, which is Portuguese. Iberian, and, uh, yes. and they, because they're, they're very close to the European center, they give a lot of detail, not only yeah. in the Peninsula, but also of uh, the middle of Europe. So you have all these divisions in countries and counties yeah. and, and, and duchies and, and everything is very well divided yeah. and in a, an impressive level of detail. Of course, this is later. Yeah. The, the, the manuscript that you're uh, dealing with is much earlier. So uh, I think uh, these kind of associations become more and more and more detailed as time goes by. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it, it might be worth to, to do a similar comparison of, um, let's say, the introductory treatises into astrology we have in in the um, in, in in Arabic, and that um, Charles Burnett and um, Michio Yano and um, Kiji Yamamoto um, translated and and edited quite nicely. And I think it's um, my impression at the moment is is that they are rather consistent. Yeah, that what Abu Masha provides. In both of his treatises, is um, more or less the, the the nucleus or the kernel of what then we find in Al Kabisi and in Biruni and in in Kushiar. What is no wonder because they depend, um, they know very well Abu Masha and use it, and so it's it's most probably you get a, a similar result that they have a common yeah common nucleus, oh. and uh -huh. that they um, that they add details. Um, yeah. Depending where they, in, in particular where they live and which sources they they, they know and take into consideration, and so um, hmm. yeah, um, it might be quite interesting to do the same thing, this mapping with um, with a time timeline to, to see how it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I almost felt tempted to 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 make a video with animation, seeing. <laughs> the... <laughs> yeah. 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 Because you can see the focus of attention moving mm -hmm. from East to Europe, and uh, and then shifting again. Because uh, by the 15th century, they are like returning to Ptolemy. They are like returning to the classicist or what they call the yeah. pure Greek ideas. Um, so they were like again adopting 
Ptolemy's ideas um, and associations. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I, or if uh, once, uh, and this is part of Elena's project uh, also, um, once we really go into the sources, Arabic sources, early uh, Latin sources. or even Hebrew uh, yeah. sources, I think we'll find a lot of detail um, for cities and, and, and for regions. And because all of this was extremely needed for prediction, agriculture prediction, prediction of, of political events, all of that was also necessary. for propaganda. Yeah. I remember yeah. this. Uh, I think it's 15th century association of Venice. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Florence. The the city and the, the city state of Florence. Yeah, with Venus, and they said because we are associated with Venus, our women are very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, tourism. <laughs> or for marriage, like come and marry our women, they are so pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're thinking about, let's say, more specific or um, associations, yeah? Um, the only thing I have in mind is um, is this kind of hist um, historical astrology you, you might know from the Arabic sources, mm -hmm. um, where you have these... Um, horoscopes um, casted for example for the for the race of the um, for the rising of the the Abbasids when the Abbasids came to power and they, they um, did um, a horoscope to explain this um, how, how this happened yeah this kind of let's say um, a little bit of backward instead of forward prognostication kind of backward explanation yeah. Reverse engineering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Things happen the way yeah. they did, yes. Yeah. yeah, so this kind of, um, as far as I remember, this kind of historical astrology is not very um, very common in the European sources. No. Um, yeah. But they, in, they mention it, but it's not as common. And it was not, um, especially uh, by the end of the Middle Ages, it was not something that was completely accepted by the church. Although yeah. we have some churches or cathedrals that were, um, they, 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 they found, the, they elected the best moment. No, but, but not, not, I'm not talking about that, that, that kind of election. I'm talking about historical astrology. Oh, So oh, okay. the rise yeah. and fall of kingdoms, the rise oh. and fall of, of, yeah, the, of religions, prophets. Yeah. Christianity doesn't uh, adhere too much to that kind of, of narrative because... Although they exist. Yeah, they, they and, exist, and they, yeah. keep, they keep talking about, they keep prophesizing about the prophet or yeah. a new religion. Yeah, but that's always a, a very... Yeah. Um, but, um, I, have long, I, don't, I don't recall any long historical treaties um, uh, with, with uh, Latin uh, origin. I might be missing something. But they, what uh, they do is no. they, they get the Arabic. Uh, works and they mm -hmm. they translated and Abumasa uh, is, is one yes. of the main sources for for yeah. conjunctions the study of the conjunctions. Uh, yeah, they adopt this idea, but uh, they don't really. Uh, let's say they don't write more primers about this. What they do is they 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 use this source to write for a specific patron or something, mm -hmm. and that. Yeah, means, yeah. I think yeah. what this is a bit more more. Uh, Restricted. restricted in yeah. time, yes. A uh, certain event, a certain conjunction, a certain series of conjunctions. I don't think we have treaties on historical astrology like we find in the Arabs. I was thinking of the 
Al-Kitab Al-Tamid, which is a large, I uh, don't know if you know that one. Um, uh, if not, we will send it. Uh, well, the I can send you the reference later. And he makes yeah. large uh, historical narrative of uh, the prophet uh, and mm -hmm. the period. Yeah. Of the uh, uh, of the Arabic world, uh, um, which I don't think there is an equivalent uh, Christian yeah. equivalent. Yeah. It to was that not so they they would refrain to do it very publicly. They could do it for a patron or something, but not not in so. the open. Yeah, yeah. but, but it's, a, it's similar to these um, that you have the localities added to mm -hmm. the associations with the planets, for example, the zodiacal sign. I think this is another kind of of adaption of the methods and procedures to, let's say, your own surroundings, your own um, context. Um, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, um, it goes in a similar way that you adapt things and yes, make yes. them suitable to your own um, reality or yeah. surroundings. And um, that's, that's the only thing I have I have in mind. Also, it's a little bit far away. Yeah? It's not that easy than adding a couple of cities, for example, yeah? But it's also a kind of adaption, I, I would, I would yeah. say. I'm recording of, of, of local traditions. Um, I was recalling, for example, Ibn Ezra, who's yeah. peninsular. Uh, he records a lot of um, ascendance of cities, which is some an information that doesn't appear in all treatises, but he does talk about the ascendant of Toledo, and of several uh, Iberians, mm -hmm. with, with yeah. great detail, sometimes even to giving the degree of the ascendant of the city. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes saying, well, there are those who say that it, this is the degree, the other ones that say this. So he, he records that, and it's and the, probably he knows that because that is the, um, the practice, the local practice where he mm -hmm. was born, where he, he learned. So, so he records that. So perhaps in some of the treaties, we are also having this uh, local tradition that is being, being yeah. when it exists, I'm not sure how extensive. Well, uh, also in Portugal uh, and some peninsula, other uh, Spanish, but mainly in Portugal, we have attributions yes. of two signs to one city. So okay. this is probably the Ascendant, the MC, mm -hmm. the mid Most of the most of the times it should be that. Yeah, the usually the case when we have two is either you have two adjoining yeah. signs. Yeah. So they're, 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 not, they're not sure exactly if it's the end of a sign, the beginning of the other. This is rare, but it happens. Uh, and sometimes like it's like forming a square. Have, so you have the, 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 the angles in which you have, for example... For uh, Lisbon. For Lisbon, yeah. Lisbon is either attribute to Cancer or to uh, Libra. Libra. Yeah. So you think of it if you have Libra rising, you would have cancer uh culminating, culminating. yeah. Uh, so, probably that's what they're talking about uh, the ascendant and the mid heaven of this. Yeah. Um, it's a possibility they also have, for example, Braca uh, in the north of Portugal, which is a city which constantly Very appears. A Portuguese, uh, and this is something we have experienced Portuguese cities, the, the two that constantly appear in astrological treatises is Lisbon, of course, and, and Braga, which is a very, very old city. Uh, and um, Braga appears usually as Scorpio, or attributed to the sign of Scorpio, but in some books also to Leo. And this is, again, if you have Scorpio rising, so the, mm -hmm. 
the Scorpio rising. Yeah, if, Scorpio rising. And then Leo, Leo will be culminating. Yeah. So that's yeah. what they're referring to. The problem is always we never have a, a complete explanation by the author, or rarely we have the author explaining this in detail. They just list it, and they expect people to know what what he's talking about. Uh, yeah. To the, the, the matter of attributing this sign or signs to a place or a city, mm -hmm. or cities, probably, probably they had uh, maps for the foundation or for some crucial moment. But for mm -hmm. regions, uh, regions, it could be just some, I don't know, some character, some trait of mm -hmm. the region. For instance, yeah. put these attributions, small attributions in the map, uh, we can see that near the river following a river there are generally speaking water signs yeah yeah, uh, yeah. um so they use analogy to to yeah. to connect them yeah I'm, I'm just thinking about um concerning this treatise this yemeni treatise from the 13th century um um let, let's say um, as far as I um, did research on the astrological contents, and it's not completed at all. It's, it's in, let's say, in the middle stage <laughs> at the moment because, um, yeah, sometimes it needs a rest to to get um, new ideas to get developed, and then I'm going to other chapters. There, there are enough to do. Um, in the astrological chapters, I don't have this, um, let's say, this. Um, coming in of Yemeni um, reality or our Yemeni context, but I have it, as I said, um, um, I have it, for example, in the Almanac, yeah, mm -hmm. when he describes um, ships coming and going from Aden to India and, and, and when they are coming back. Um, we have some specific plants mentioned that um, grow in the Yemen. Mm -hmm. um, as um, in the geographical table, we have Yemeni cities you don't find in, in the sources, as far as we can tell. So there it comes in, and what I find is, is um, probably also interesting, in in particular, and to have um, to keep in mind when I'm going to the astrological chapters. Um, a colleague of mine, um, Daniel Warisco is at the moment working on an agricultural treatise the same scholar wrote, this Al-Ashraf Omar, yeah? And it's to me, it's not completely clear, but it seems that he really discussed with Yemeni farmers about agriculture, so that he had, um, let's say, up-to-date, um, directly from the countryside, information in his book. This is what um, my, my colleague tells me about. And... I, I deem a, a scholar or a person that is um, interested in being, yeah, up to date. That things he is doing fits to his um, to his context, his surroundings. Might be, might do the same in in, in other of his treatises. Yeah, so I still let's have a little bit alerted to mm -hmm. not to overlook um, possible um, yes, yes. mistakes. Yemeni adaptions, if you want to say, yeah. yeah. Um, but I can track them down at the moment only in geography. And in a, in a completely different chapter, there's a chapter on um, magic squares mm -hmm. that were used as um, planetary um, amulets. Mm -hmm. And I do this together with another colleague, Bing Hallum. Um, oh, Bing Hallum, I know him. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, and he found the source of this chapter, and the source is interestingly um, also a Yemeni scholar, a little bit earlier, and in most probably in the duty of um, the um, of Al Ashraf Omar's father, so of, of his um, predecessors. Um, so he was at the court when he was, let's say, still the crown prince, and mm. I think it is, um, yeah. It's connects things, let's say, <laughs> to yes, make it simple. Um, so there we have these regional um, influences, clear, they are clearly there. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, one of the interesting things of this uh, knowledge, ancient knowledge, and uh, is that everything is in a way connected. They don't have the same kind of um, uh, hermetic divisions that we have None, uh, they don't compartmentalize so much. They know they have knowledge. They have applications of knowledge, brand, but they they are quite um, open when it comes to to knowledge. They they want to they want to co connect all the knowledge and they want to collect also all the knowledge. So hence these books, these um, very um, very comprehensive books about knowledge that as the one that you are like now translating. Yeah. Yeah, it's in, in the when I started research, re doing research on it, I was really a little bit buffered, let's say, um, because the chapters seem so so unrelated. Yeah, but it was most probably um, a too modern view on on the topics. Yeah, for example, if you think about um, orientation, yeah, or uh, about prognostication and all the, the topics dealt in this treatise are quite useful yeah they did not um, provide any high-end science or something like that but it, it's use, useful for um, for several problems and it's probably just a reference book for made for somebody made for himself so mm -hmm. And, and I don't know if for them there was this idea of high-end or maybe the practical application was really, really uh, prioritized. For instance, we, we don't know. We, we, we uh, think of um, some kind, some types of knowledge as better, more important or more complex. We don't know. For them, uh, we don't know what it was because they could value something different. Yeah, what we have for the Arabic sources is, of course, a kind of um, theoretical treatises, philosophical treatises that um, qualify or categorize um, different um, fields of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, and, yes. there, and there you you get, of course, um, a kind of ranking um, yeah. of knowledge. Yeah, but of course, it also depends on on the time and place of when the treatise is written and of the um, let's say the religious background, the political background, and so on and so on and so on. So it's not a, a general statement for forever, so just um, one statement for a specific time and place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the interesting things of talking with someone who studies a different period is that we are looking at things, in same things, but in different stages. And yeah. um, I can tell you that in the... 15th century, uh, 15th century, yes, one of our kings was very prone to writing. He has this notebook uh, with uh, philosophical uh, ideas and with um, all sorts of religious com commentaries. And then he has something about uh, a remedy for the flu or mm -hmm. 
or even better, because he was married and uh, his wife had children, uh, uh, something to put on the uh, woman's breasts to dry, to make the milk dry. Yeah. And he's in the same book with uh, philosophy. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> or like how to build um, a canopy without columns. And mm -hmm. then there's uh, something for... Um, flu problems. And or how to tell the time at night. How uh, to tell the time. That. So Everything is together. It's an assortment of uh, curiosities and knowledge and reflections and, and, and more philosophical, some more practical, which he compiles in the book. This is not as organized as, for example, your treatise, because it, this one is divided as chapters, but this is more miscel miscellaneous. But it's still the same idea to collect collect what is interesting what is interesting yeah. and useful information and knowledge really yeah 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 this um this let's say this combination of different kinds of knowledge was in the beginning one of the reasons why i got very interested in this treatise because he has as as i said in the beginning um he has this cluster of astrological um um chapters in the beginning But in the end, for example, he has, um, he has a Kipler scheme. This is a, um, an approximate method to find a direction towards Mecca. So it's a pure religious or ritual um, mm -hmm. use of this chapter. Yeah? There's, um, mm -hmm. You can't use it for anything else than for determining the direction towards Mecca. So he combines, um, he combines topics that... Um, in, in modern research was sometimes denounced as not combinable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there we have a, a book that, and a, a scholar who, who, do, who does it. And that's, um, I think is, is quite important. And this is, um, this combination, um, as far as I know, becomes more common in later times, especially in Ottoman and Safavid times. So it's 15th, 16th century, but we are talking about a 13th century treatise. So. I think this is quite interesting, but um, I wouldn't say it's it's unique. Yeah, it's rather it's possibly a little bit um, depending on research interests. Yeah, mm -hmm. what what texts are you, um, will be published on, on which texts are people doing research? Yeah, so um, I wouldn't say it's unique, but it's um, I think it's important to to add it to our modern field of, of knowledge yeah. Yeah. And, and it is particularly important to understand it it's in its own context because what you're saying is that it compiles all sorts of knowledge but this coexists with what you just said that uh, philosophers would um, have this very well organized idea of knowledge and different uh, areas of knowledge so they would have this hierarchy of knowledge mm -hmm. And also, as you know, this um, different um, mind, different capacities of the mind and everything. So everything would be very well organized in philosophy and also in theoretical terms. And then you have this, which mm -hmm. is a practice. Someone who just compiled uh, whatever he in, thought it was interesting. And it could be religious, it could be astrological, it could be medical, geographical, about mm -hmm. food. <laughs> so this is the practical people reacting to knowledge in a different way of the um, the idea the, yeah. uh, the organized well, well very well organized and very symmetrical idea of knowledge. We have this 
you know, these schemes with knowledge very well, uh, very yeah. well. And then we have this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I had um, a couple of years, I had the opportunity to introduce this text in a conference um, that was talking about decision-making by sovereigns. Yeah, mm. how did um, a sovereign come from, let's say, the information he has at hand to mm. a final decision, yeah? And one of the po um, possibilities is, of course, astrology. Another very common in Europe is geomancy. Um, and so they asked me to, to introduce this text and just to have a look on it on a, on a perspective I've never thought about. Is it useful for a sovereign? Yeah? Mm -hmm. And um, I would say it is not really useful for a sovereign alone. It's, um, if you want to do a decision, this treatise is useful for a Muslim because he can find the direction towards Mecca. And there's another chapter that tells him the prayer times a day, when to pray. Um, but it's also useful for, let's say, a kind of educated audience that wants to know, um, to, for example, some elections that tells you at which time it is appropriate um, to, do, to go for travel, for example, to, um, to buy and sell and, and, and such things. So it's not um, yeah, specific knowledge for sovereign, but it's um, let's say for an educated Muslim audience, it's quite useful. <laughs> yes, a little bit for the different different moments in life. It, it would be it would provide useful useful information not yeah. only for praying but for other forms mm -hmm. of activities. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the. Um... The book I, I, I explored in my MA was on medicine, mm -hmm. uh, and not a, a physician's book, but yeah. it's, for it's for the common person. So for someone who knows how to read, of course, this is still an elite, but it's it's a more, uh, so it's not for an expert, it's not an, a book for a, a physician, mm -hmm. but it is by Aldo Brandino of Siena, mm -hmm. uh, his 13th century. Uh, and he has uh, sort of a, 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 a general book. And what is medicine? What are the basic precepts for healthy living? Um, mm -hmm. What are the different medical operations? And why do you use them? Mm -hmm. And a huge section on the properties of food, meat, mm -hmm. uh, eggs and dairy, uh, and several plants, fruits, nuts. So he has a huge, huge section in which he details the qualities of each of the mathematical and, and, and physiological qualities of each of these uh, yeah. uh, elements. And this is really, it, it's, it's, I think it's one of the first or one of the first books on medicine mm -hmm. uh, to be written in a common language, in this case, French. So it, it's not a Latin, it, it, it has a late, later, later Latin translation, but it was originally written in French. So it's for common people. Common people. It's common not... People. Not for, yeah, for a to scholar. Say, you forgot to say the title. Oh, it's uh, Le Régime du Corps. The Regiment of the Body. The Regiment of yeah. the Body. Yeah. There are yeah. also some chapters for uh, women who are uh, breastfeeding. Yes, breastfeeding. Yeah. It's extensive. It doesn't have the... Yeah, small uh, yeah, chapters. But it has breastfeeding, pregnancy. Uh, yeah. And for sexuality. Yeah. One of the chapters is... Um, well, it's written for men and by men and for men, and it is Alia la femme, 
which means going to the woman. <laughs> okay. okay. When to, when to. When do, to when and to, how to properly. How to do yeah. it properly. Also. In a healthy way. <laughs> But this, this means that the treatise is, let's say, written for a educated French reading um, yes. um, audience in, in the yes. end. So. Yes. I think it will be it would be an equivalent to our uh, healthy books, you know that yeah. diet books. It's also it's a complete diet book uh, of medical practices, food, things to eat. What the, what is there there? Yeah. Even if you're not a physician and you you wouldn't know how to um, uh, evaluate the sickness and exactly what remedy to apply, you have a general idea, general culture. Uh, you do have an idea of how it works. Uh, yeah. Also, Even. this kind of knowledge was also a, a sign of um, status. You know, someone mm. who can um, understand these things and also um, have dominion of his own body and uh, the way uh, the food habits, everything. So this mm -hmm. is kind of also like a mark of status mm -hmm. and nobility. You have knowledge, you can regulate your own body. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is the equivalent because of what you are talking about, the sovereign and being useful to the sovereign. There's the equivalent of the this for kings, which is the um, miroir, um, do egidio, uh, the mirror of princes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also these kind of books, that, mm -hmm. and there are others, they existed. And so it was like knowledge, and most of this knowledge come, comes exactly from the manuscripts, uh, the, 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 the same family of manuscripts, yeah, the that's the one that you yeah. are studying. It's yeah, a it's little bit line. of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, this... Um, this genre of um, mirror of princes is, is, I would say, a very specific one that exists also in the in the Arabic sources. Mm -hmm. And but what I have for my research project um, is, is is different. That uh, has nothing to do. Although it has one chapter that is related to the Sirah um, Asra, this secretum secretorum, this um, treatise that what. Um, whose narrative is going that um, Aristotle wrote it for Alexander the Great. Mm -hmm. And there I have um, one, one part in the treatise is related to a, uh, how do you say, um, on a romantic practice. So you have um, kind of numeral um, prognostication by using um, letters as numerals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have. Yes. That's the, It's it's a very simple um, thing. You have the the names of two um, opponents, whatever, and you have this um, abjad notation in Arabic where each letter has its um, numerical value, mm -hmm. and then you have different procedures, and the bigger one wins, or where you get the bigger sum, or mm -hmm. wins or the other, and so it's a quite um, and this comes apparently or is. I would say not say it comes from. It's related to the this um, Cyril Astroad is quite famous mm -hmm. secretum secretorum, um, but the other stuff is not not related. Um, yeah. uh, even if the purpose is not the same, and obviously and it isn't from what yes, you said, yeah. the idea of collecting useful information from yeah. that 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 is what I meant. It's like uh, even if it's for other purposes. It has the same underlying idea of mm -hmm. collection, a collection of 
uh, knowledge. And, and, and the status that knowledge, having this knowledge and being able to read, write, write, write a treatise would, would give to the person, to the author. Uh, uh, even if uh, one of royal lineage, uh, it be a knowledgeable king. And of course, uh, yeah, yeah. This is um, this is, um, a motive. This is quite um, important for the for the Russellites because they came from they are a dynasty that came from outside to the Yemen. They are, um, as far as I know, they were of Turk descendants. Mm -hmm. They were in the um, then they came to. To Cairo, the family or the, the ancestors came to Cairo together with the uh, Saladin, with the Saladin, and with a, um, a brother of Saladin, they went to to the Yemen, mm -hmm. and their first the um, they first were um, some kind of high-ranking, how do you say, sure. Nobl nobleman, um, relays, yeah, nobleman. And finally, they get the, 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 the they become they became the sultans, yeah. And so they, they came from outside, and they are in, in in need of legitimization of their their rulership, yeah. And it appears to me because it's not only this author, but also his his father and um, his brother and for some of his successors, all are either related to scholarly treatises or wrote them by themselves, yeah. And this Al Ashraf Umar who wrote a treatise I'm I'm doing my project on even wrote a, um, a general, genealogical treatise mm. so where he um, this develops a kind of um, ancestry um, that goes by many steps in the end back to the Prophet Muhammad mm. yeah so um, I think this this kind of legitimization is not the main motive to write this treatise, but it's somewhere in the background to, to, to this and to more in this genealogical treatise, it's quite uh, much more obvious, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think all of this um, to, to demonstrate that one is an educated man, yeah, who knows a, about astronomy and so on is something mm -hmm. that is, is behind the scenes, let's say. <laughs> It is to consolidate power, not only the military power, political power, and then the the, the cherry on top of the cake. Also, uh, an illustrated man, someone who mm, knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. That is kind of another layer of legitimization. Wisdom, yeah. yeah, wisdom. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's um, that's quite true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Um, is there anything? else you like to discuss uh, for now i think we could uh stay did, did, do you have other mm, no i think uh, i think i think we should i think uh, we got all about yeah. quite an interesting and and uh, uh round conversation on the on this kind of uh, treaties which is quite interesting because this will places also this astrological knowledge um when it's being applied by a nobleman and working but this is not someone something that is written for a nobleman but something which is written by a nobleman, which shows yeah. us that in several instances of, uh, of time, in several periods, we have um, this education, this at least this basic, this is not as basic as we could, but there's a basic uh, education of astrology and astrology. Yeah. Now, and there's a, 
all that, that everything that is associated, of course, uh, uh, to the kings. So, so usually a nobleman at at certain periods and in certain courts will have this basic knowledge. So, yeah. it's something that is just for a group of of scholars isolated, it doesn't need to be necessarily so. It is part of the common education of a nobleman. In, uh, yeah. And, yeah, and, and part of yeah. the yeah. yeah, this is for this time and, and period, it's that that's that's clear, yeah. Yeah, there might be exceptions, of course. There might be periods where this doesn't occur because yeah. of reasons, but, but it does, it is quite common uh, to have this legitimization and this knowledge being taught by the noblemen. Uh, we see that, you know, we are seeing that in Yemen. Uh, uh, we see that in Europe later, later on. Yeah. Uh, and probably earlier on, we'll see that again. The, the idea of, yeah. also, as you mentioned, the secreto secretorum of that, um, Alexander the Great had this knowledge. Uh, even if it isn't so historically, the, the idea is, is there. Um, yeah. That the, the king and the nobleman the and the, the ruler yeah, need to have the knowledge, or else you mm. will not be able to dialogue with with the advisors as well. So, so this, I think it's quite Even important. Later, you know, Alfonso the tenth of Castile he was responsible for many translations from the Arabic to into uh, well into Latin and into Castilian, Castilian directly. Basically, basically mm -hmm. one of the books he, he ordered translation was the um, the complete book of the knowledge of the stars by a man called Ben Rajel. He is the grandfather of, oh, he is from Castile, but he's the grandfather of one of our kings, King Dinis. And uh, when this king was born, uh, he offered uh, uh, the translation also to the okay. grandson, a copy of the translation to the grandson. So this mm -hmm. is something that is important, this knowledge of, the stars in this case, or mm -hmm. this kind of manuscript as the one that you are working with, with all sorts of knowledge together. Mm -hmm. So it's something that people would value and transmit mm -hmm. generation. Mm -hmm. So this, this is quite interesting. Yes, yeah. in different, uh, I know we are talking, we are coming to the same idea from different uh, periods, but that's what makes it so interesting. I, I love to, to, to talk with people that study different periods, either before or after, because we can see the ideas, the same things, but in different stages. Mm -hmm. One of the things I find absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. And we can see that this is being developed there, maybe in a slightly different context, maybe with a different intention, but it remains. Mm -hmm. And we can find this again and again later in time. Yeah, that's, that's true. Okay. Thank you very much for this um, nice conversation. <laughs> Thank you for, for the conversation. I think it was a very nice conversation. And we'll, well, we'll talk again. We'll talk again, I'm sure. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.